When you wish upon a star Makes no difference who you are When you wish upon a star Your dreams come, come true. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, and we are live on the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. I'm Crofton Steers, one of your hosts. I, if we were the Ninja Turtles, I would be Leonardo, fearless leader and intelligent. Um, joining me are two other of my Ninja Turtle-themed colleagues. Number one is uh, Raphael, always snarky, crude with a remark, cutting like his size. I'm talking, of course, about Mike Hodgins. Mike, welcome. Raphael, man... I was hoping to get Donatello. I know you were hoping for it, but you were, <laughs> you were totally Raphael. Just as easy as Bo is clearly Michelangelo. Bo? I know. I have to clarify something with you. Donatello is the most intelligent, and yet you described Leonardo as the most intelligent. So like, I think you might be the Michelangelo of the group. I didn't, I didn't say Leonardo was the most you did. intelligent. We recorded the show. Was, intelligent you know, as in he has street smarts battle smarts it's, you know it's on the record you can't you can't just change it now you, no, I, I, have, I never said he was most intelligent all right but that's something that michelangelo might michelangelo might think that i would say while he's consuming a, um it's funny when i was watching that show growing up like i had no idea that they were painters like it took years for me to be like <laughs> Those those Ninja Turtles are painters, but uh, yeah, I was. Uh, was I always. Quite I always knew because my mom, when I was a kid, used to would always call me Michelangelo. That was like her because, as you may know, my name is Michael, and uh, so she, I just thought that was a nickname for me. So I knew from a young age he was a painter. But eventually, when I clued in that the other ones were also painters, I was like, oh, they're all painters. I think, though, Raphael was mostly a sculptor. Maybe I'm wrong about that. And Leonardo actually invented things, too. So they, he's they pretty were, good. And they were all Italian. Yes, thank all you. Italian names. So you've learned something today. I wonder who our master Splinter is. Hmm. Splinter. Yeah, I like how there are all these painters, and he's called a thorn that you get in your foot. Yeah. <laughs> That's his name. He drew the short straw. A piece of rotten wood, which gives you tetanus. He was the one that named them all, though. So yeah, I, I mean, but who named Splinter? He wasn't Splinter when he was a, a you know kung fu master human. Well, he was a toxic rat, wasn't? It? Isn't that the deal? Well, he was a human because him and Shredder were rivals. And then he, when mm. he got, oh no, wait, his master was killed by Shredder. He was the rat, actually. He was a pet rat, and his his master was a good kung fu master. And the Shredder killed his master. And then he hit the toxic waste and turned into a rat man who knew mm. Kung Fu. I think even in one of the movies, they show his master practicing Kung Fu and there's a rat in the cage also, like a, like a, or he was <laughs> mutated, <laughs> practicing as a little rat who knows Kung Fu. It's, man, I was, like, sorry, Eastman and Laird, you guys are great guys, make great art and you made a great thing, but man, fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are stupid. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing. <laughs> I don't They're know. So I thought they were awesome. You know, they. I also associate them with, uh, like, cause when action figures come out, sometimes you want to get, as a kid, you always want, like, the pure action figure. Like, I wanted uh, action figures of the Ninja Turtles or Batman or whoever. You want, like, the original version. And they come out, and then after that, every friggin' action figure is something like football Leonardo or uh, hockey Batman or something like that. Like, and they're all in ridiculous costumes with ridiculous gadgets that they never wear on TV. Hey, toy manufacturers, kids don't care about that shit. Just give them the plain vanilla superheroes. <laughs> it keeps them buying. When I, I was opposite, when I was opposite when I was a kid, I was into G.I. Joe's as action figures, and that propelled me to want to, like, read the comics and stuff. My mom wouldn't let me play with those. She thought I joined the military. It's funny. She thought a lot of toys would make me join the military. 
I, I realize how much because sometimes I see little kids that have like you know stick gun sticks and they're like pretending to shoot their and I was for sure like that as a kid and I'm a super anti-military and anti-violence as an older person so I'm like whatever I think kids especially boys probably just go through I want to kill everything um, kind of phase yeah and well, used to be crazy used to be our favorite game was to play guns. Yeah, my parents wouldn't let me have real guns. Okay, that that was like the best intro ever. You don't need guns to play real guns. You just have fingers. You point them in an L and you go... Yeah, and sticks and stuff. Yeah. That was a good episode, guys. (laughs) Agreed. All right. Toys are good. (laughs) So, this is good, bad, or bullshit. We have a random topic that we're going to pick. Mike has got the machine in his garage, and he's just going to poke his head in there and pull the thing. I think. Well, I sit in the garage, too. Do you sit in there? All right. Pull it. Do it. Make the thing. Do the noise. (laughs) When we were kids, we played with Ninja Turtles. When we're adults, we play with petrol-fueled random topic machines. Uh. (coughs) Oh. You know, uh, this thing must have been made by Volkswagen because I think the pollution is much worse than it was advertised as. Zing. Volkswagen slam. Um, the topic today is professionalism. <laughs> I laugh because we're so unprofessional. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's true, but it is a podcast. I, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, okay, so professionalism is the act of acting like a professional, like being – what is a professional? A professional well, could be anything. Look, I think that there's a yeah, yeah. I think I think you touched on it there because sometimes you'll hear the word, and I can't stand it when people bandy about the like, w- like what do you do? Like I'm a professional, and they just leave it at that, and that probably means you work in an office somewhere and you can't articulate well what you actually do because it's like bureaucratic nonsense. Well, wait a second, uh, you might say you're an office professional. No, some people say just like I'm a professional, and if you actually I've never heard that. what do I do I've for a it. living? I'm a professional. Like no, it's true. Like there is like a class of when professional. You say, when you say I'm a professional, I mean you. You. It's an adjective, right? It's. It's. It's not a what, noun. Okay, what What I'm telling you that, is that I have seen on surveys and things where it describes your work, and you'll yeah. be given the choice of professional. Just there. And I think it's kind of like it's sort of implied like, oh, you're probably like university degree and you work, you're an analyst or something somewhere. You're a professional. Uh, like lawyers would co- might call themselves a professional or whatever. Or like, assassins, like but, that Jean Reno movie, The Professional. Right. right. But if you're a ditch digger or you're laying railroad tracks as casual labor, you're not a professional. Well, okay, but you're then a professional there's professional ditch digger. Well, maybe yeah, right. That's maybe. the thing. I I think it's the you can if the topic is professionalism. I think it's that you can apply the concept of professionalism to any um, career or task, really. If you, but they don't. People don't. Right. That's the thing. They don't. They professionalism is used to refer to a certain type of behavior. You know, you don't ever see like ditch diggers all getting together and being like, you know, d- digging a ditch and being like, man, that Sammy was real unprofessional the other day. Uh, he was, you know, digging with the wrong side of the shovel or something. I don't know. Um, like, I, it, it's definitely referred in such a sense, used in such a sense that it carries a certain amount of weight and infers a certain type of behavior, right? Sure, so, I can see that. And you see it, I hear about it a lot in like the service industry. People might criticize um, someone who wasn't very professional. Yeah. I yes. Think, I, think, I think the professionalism, um, uh, what's the word for it? Not theme, but the professionalism, uh, that feeling that you get from someone when, when, when you're like, they're a professional has to do with their commitment to their work beyond actually doing the work. So, you know, as an insurance salesman, I can show up at my client's house and but go to Red Lobster first and get like food on my clothes and then go to the client's house and do the work appropriately but not look very presentable or communicate that I thought the meeting was worth being presentable for, for example, a professional would say, "No, nope, I'm going to change my clothes or Red Lobster is ill-advised before visiting a client's house." So I will not do these things because I am a professional. And so like professionalism has to do with your attitude, 
with respect to the work you do. And I think it's generally as you interface with others. So being a professional might be getting all your deliverables in on time or giving people a heads up well in advance when you aren't going to be able to to make other arrangements. Whereas a person who isn't very professional is going to let the deadline elapse, is not going to be very communicative with the people that he needs to in the event of. Um, so professionalism can take on a lot of forms from physical appearance to um, habits of work that we say this person is professional versus this person's not professional. And I and think when we say not professional, that's sort of insulting, right? Well, it means that they're sloppy. They have they have undesirable traits. Someone who's not professional might be reason enough to discontinue doing work with someone, to terminate someone, um, and to think less of them. And I think it seeps into our non-working lives when we start to think about, I don't know, I'm a professional, I have a certain attitude, screw people that aren't professional. Now think of the most unprofessional people. We talked about casual labor kind of disparagingly, but I think the classic uh, thing that you would think people who are not professional are like artists. Like think of like a poet who he sleeps in, he smokes cigarettes all day and smells like cigarettes and writes his art. And I'd his say art even more thing. so like a stand-up comedian. That's got to be the sure. most like – stand-up comedian, they pride themselves on being like, I can't do any – that's their, every joke. Every comedian has his jokes. Like how do you guys do jobs? I don't – I can't function. Yeah, I get up at noon every day. I can't wash my own clothes. It's like – It's like how do you guys do it? And everyone's like, haha, we give you money. And like they're really unprofessional. But I think they, even them in their industry – you can be someone who shows up on times and fulfills contracts or someone who's completely irresponsible and high on coke all the time. Um, and those, you know, so like, I think there's a professionalism is a tenant in that realm too. But I think if we're talking about like, you know, young professionals, conservative professional people who like to think of them beyond the working stuff, the, the personal attitude where it seeps into everything it's pretty obnoxious. The point I wanted to make is that like professionalism, I think is probably a really good thing in, in terms of your habits, but being like one of those professional snobs is well, one of the biggest bullshit. Things. I think you touched on a little bit when you said um, a- attitude. And I do think that that is a lot of, of it. Cause it, it, you know, on the outside you could always be like, okay, if professionalism is just like, you know, doing your job well or whatever it is you're doing well in like a respectful manner to others and being polite you know of course of course that's like who would be like oh yeah that's that's bad you know that's a clearly it's good to 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 aim for something like that but it's more than that when you talk about professionalism and i think that it's like it's like there's like a certain code of conduct depending on in which field you are a professional in and mm. how like there's certain like uh, conventions about how you should be you should behave or how you should do things which is greater than just i think than just simply like you know um doing good work and um not letting down your colleagues or clients you know there's more to it than that like i think with some people you know we've talked about dress code before on this show and uh i think that a lot of like perfect depending on what you're doing professionalism is simply like do you have um do you have the right shoes you know uh do they like our friend uh breck who recently became a rich lawyer i don't know if he's rich yet but i assume all lawyers are rich so uh <laughs> It's not very professional of you to no Breck's a great but he's telling he was telling me about he had to get these special like lawyer shoes which cost like a get load and what? Uh, whoa 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 there are lawyer shoes yeah they said there's, there's, there's Stephen Harper wears the same shoes like they're like prime minister shoes and they're like but he didn't have to get them he chose to get them right well it's it was a dress code I, for his Okay, but back to what we're talking about is professionalism here. If he wants to appear as a professional who's taking his job seriously at the new law firm, get the lawyer shoes, you know? Don't come in with your sneakers. That's not professional. But it's more so like if he were to come in, uh, you know, dress like slob, you know, with a Tasmanian devil T-shirt on and jogging pants to his law firm, but did amazing work, you know, always on time, always above and beyond, people would be like, that guy's not professional. Even if all the clients love them, you know, there's, so there's more to professionalism than all of those things which people say is what professionalism is. It's beyond that. It's like a code of conduct. 
and it, right there's two there i think you guys have made some good points here and uh there there it sounds like there's two types of professionalism there's appearance professionalism which is like uh, what Mike, what you said about dress code, I would also say stuff like showing up, showing up on time uh, in the morning or something like that. Or being, we've also done a show on punctuality, or or being <laughs> being at your desk. I just uh, feel like even though even though you don't have any work to do or something like that, sitting at your desk, um, uh, just because like it's professional to be seen at your desk or whatever. So the appearance of professionalism is 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 one. And then the other is sort of what Bo was describing earlier, which the the whole thing about meeting deadlines, delivering what you are are supposed to deliver and that sort of thing. Um and that I that's another, you know, another type and I would argue probably the more valuable type of professionalism. But I, I mean I think they go hand in hand. I think that you can't just tease them apart because like the example of the lawyer, again, if you did all that stuff, you know, all the things which, which Bo described as professionalism, but you didn't have the appearance part, you would be seen as unprofessional. It wouldn't matter how well you did the other part. I think they're 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 hand in hand. You can't tease them apart but really. I, yeah, and I, well, you can in the sense that it's easy to separate them and say like, because if it was the other way, say you dressed up you showed up at work work there's a guy at my work okay who is a horrible like he's a hor- fairly horrible employee and mo- you know most people know it however he shows up every day on time you know leaves uh leaves on time is at his desk looks like he's working wears a blazer all that sort of stuff um like where's it where's a blazer looks very you know work professional and this sort of thing but generally can't deliver anything to save his life um and always has extravagant reasons for why he can't do that do that sort of stuff so at a certain point after a certain amount of time passed people were like okay this guy is not very is not a very good employee i'm not sure if they would say that he lacks professionalism like if that would be the example that they would use, even though that that's probably true, they would just say that he's a no, bad I think, em- employee. I think that sounds right. I think some people, I think especially of that person's supervisor, probably having to find reasons to praise him and also chastise him for the, you know his lack of being able to deliver things. He, he might say, your appearance is very professional and you exude a professional quality, and but you need to deliver your things on time or whatever. Like I, could, I totally get what you're saying, Croft, is that people would say, Oh, you, you get a star for that. Um, and then there's those of us, you know, and I, I include myself in that. It's like, you shouldn't get a star for like conformity, I guess is good. And dress codes, I talked about their importance and I don't, it's not to diminish them, but I think they have nothing to do with professionalism. It's funny how much of our conversation just strikes me as we're talking about reputation. And I think a lot of people think differently about professionalism because they are concerned with appearances more than substance. But when I think of professionalism, my interpretation of that word is reputation. So I would say that the person you're speaking of, Crofton, is not professional and he has a bad reputation. But I think not everyone agrees that that's I mean, how the usage of that word. Yeah, I think that I think that it's different. I mean, we could do uh, an episode just on reputation and I think that's di- different than like professionalism and, and for me also when we talk about it there's like it's this I'll, I'll just hint towards where I'm going probably with my verdict early in here but there's a certain reek in the air a certain smell uh, of something I'm sorry that was me unfavorable I was perhaps of a bovine today. quality uh, when uh-huh. I hear the professionalism uh-huh. in that I really think it's kind of one of these constructs um, that is built around cultures, often corporate cultures, often uh, you know, you know where it's where it's it's a culture that you have to kind of assimilate into, and it's to really it's to the benefit of somebody else. Um, you know, and, and and the story is that it's to your benefit. You'll move up. You'll do well. Blah blah blah. But really, it's to help. And you said conf- like conformity. And you said that didn't define your view of professionalism, but. I really think a lot of times being professional is conforming to workplace culture. And that's what, what if you're an employer, that's what you want. You know, you don't want employees, frankly, like like me. I would say I'll put myself, I'm, I'm an unprofessional employee uh, <laughs> in the sense that like, so um, I, when I, I do my work well, I deliver it on time, I do all those things. 
but I am a type of person that I can't like I don't like suffer fools gladly when something seems um untrue or like bullshit I call it constantly so like when I see things in my work where we're clearly wasting money or the whole point of our program is essentially useless I tell everyone that and and it and it rubs people the wrong way and I think it's seen as unprofessional like so I'll tell my managers that like this whole thing we're doing we're wasting millions of dollars on this or that my it's I will always state it as my opinion uh and that's you know that's fine to be taken with a grain of salt, but that's not professional, right? To tell well, your bosses I, that all of this is useless. I, I have a question about how you conduct yourself. I need you to clarify. Do you do this with an earshot of everyone, or do you wait to find the appropriate person and channel to make these criticisms? It's a good question. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Like, uh, it depends what it is. Uh, if it's about something so, like someone, per, some individual there, I would not do it in earshot of other people. If it's about sort of the direction of the of the um, um, organization, the program. office, whatever, for lack of a better word, then, then yes, I say it totally openly. And usually when I do, uh, people come up to me after meetings and whatnot and say, that's exactly what I thought, but they don't say it because it's unprofessional. right? <laughs> like, and, and I'm the type of person that I, I don't, I can't buy into that stuff. Like if something is, doesn't seem genuine to me, I just I can't tolerate it, even if it's unprofessional. I'd rather be unprofessional and feel truthful to myself than to play the game. I have another question. Have you been approached by people, by somebody asking, you know, outside of this meeting or maybe during to stop or that what you're doing was inappropriate or has that ever formed any feedback that you've received? Have you ever Uh, been told it was unprofessional? Uh, I don't think anyone – I have got the impression that people have <laughs> probably more managers thought it's unprofessional. But usually colleagues at the round level tend to find it refreshing because often people don't or the ones um, that don't talk say it. And oftentimes when you point these things out, they, right, like, you know, it's kind of an example. So, I mean, I, I won't get too specific, uh, but I do uh, work – in the government and um i have it like a staff meeting where it was like a thousand people or something um and we there's a lot of science people who work in there and there's in there's in the media um there's a lot of stuff about government muzzling of scientists so i went to the mic and asked our um big head honcho who runs like 1200 people you know and i worded it you know in this case i would say i was professional in the way i worded it though the question itself might not have been uh asked the bot if they had had any experience with this type of thing and of course they kind of just uh, it was sort of i could it felt awkward watching the you the, scored the head a direct of the hit with the question that's <laughs> what you scored a direct hit with the question well i mean it was it was it was unprofessional in the sense that it was counter to what the sort of senior management is is trying to do and uh but like you know and and they gave really they gave a bullshit answer which is what you expect but afterwards people came up to me and thanked me for asking well, it it and sounds like well, it's, see, it's, see, hang on, I, I, I would like sound, to jump in here for a second well, i i think that um I think that what Mike is explaining is is not necessarily unprofessional in and of itself. Like I, for instance, uh, speak truth to power all the time and there's a way to do it, obviously. And, and as Bo touched on with his questions, there's you can you, uh, just asking questions that that people are too afraid to ask or, or whatever doesn't necessarily show a lack of pro- uh, professionalism and i do think professionalism and when mike was talking i had these images rightly or wrongly of him um uh, you know making a big scene in the office or being like i can't believe we wasted all this crazy crappy money on this stupid program doesn't make any sense and um and that to me when i when i see people do stuff like that that would make me think less of them and i realized that it's professionalism and politeness and civility and cordiality are are often are often similar in, in what they're they're trying to do and like um I, I do think that that in many ways it, having a professional office while the sort of rules of the govern what one person considers professional as to what another person considers professional may vary i think it is good to have a, a sort of a workplace that is uh, for lack of a better term professional and not not one where 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 people are like uh you know being uh, uh abusive or offering feedback in 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 unconstructive ways yeah, right so here's like 
Because sound, what it sounds like Mike was doing is that it's not when he's saying it or the fact that he's speaking out. It's that you're a dissenter. You get the sense that because I'm a dissenter, it's unprofessional. The harmony and agreement are better ways. And you find the appropriate private channels to express your concerns, but not your outright dissent. Which is you characterize your outspokenness as, as just open dissent. And um, maybe it isn't because it doesn't sound like you're inciting mutiny or anything like that. So, well, but yeah. no, but so, well, I would I say it's, it's a bit beyond that because it's sort of like I think it's – if you're in a workplace doing something – um, doesn't even almost matter what it is, and everyone's there, and you're working, you're doing this thing, and sometimes you know, like I, I, I like to think of myself as a big picture thinker. I always try to step back and think, what's the absolute value of the whole goal of whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is. Um, and since like, like, and so having worked in this job and his other jobs too, but in this job for like a long time, and and, and having really thought a lot about what it was, we do step back and, and just kind of realizing that like, wow, like sort of many of our jobs here are, are really actually pointless. And then when you, when you sort of start to point that out, you're devaluing uh, legitimate hard work that people are putting in. And, uh, and that's, I think, seen as unprofessional. But for me, the problem with that is that I also think it's true. And I can't be – I can't – like for being professional, not to try to like – it might seem rude to some extent. I don't think I've worded it – I'm respectful. See, like I, I will differentiate – like I've been – I'm always respectful to individuals I work with. But I think it's unprofessional still to question the overall goal or way that you're proceeding, proceeding um, as as a business. And And I find that the thing is when something to me seems like – it's true. I feel like I need to, I need to say it, even if it even if it affects like that. I'm a very principled person, and you know, I obviously, I see the world from my own point of view. But um, one thing I would say about professionalism in regards to sort of Mike Mike's story as well, because I don't want us us to get too sidetracked on the individual elements of of his work, is that it it uh, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about it being used as a pejorative, the lack of. And what 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 gives me the heebie-jeebies about that a lot is often an entry level work, or if you're a new member of a new organization. But professionalism, like say you're starting at McDonald's, or say you're starting in a telemarketing industry where you're calling people on the phone and that sort of thing. Well. Your direct managers, and we talked about hierarchies recently on this show, your direct managers will often use like errors in your work and they will call them lack of, you know, you lack professionalism or you lack the proper professional. Do you think, how do you think you handled that last call, Crofton? Do you think that you showed the client the proper degree of professionalism? And that's where I really, it really grinds my gears. And I have like for a cup of coffee worked a couple of these jobs where, where, you know, some guy will just like in a passive aggressive way, try to try to infer that, you know, you lack professionalism because of the exact wording you used when dealing with a customer at the front desk or, or whatever, even though like, Maybe you're having a bad day that day, or maybe you there was a fine amount of professionalism, but it just didn't meet Joe Manager's personal quota, you know, of of professionalism. I think of that movie Office Space with the pieces of flair. Do you want to have the minimum pieces of flair? Do you want to have the minimum amount of professionalism, Crofton, or do you really want to make a good impression? It's interesting that you talk about Office Space, which is sort of like a critique on professionalism um, in a way is, is the main character basically loses all sense of professionalism once he has, undergoes hypnotism. Um, and it's like the whole thing is a critique on a critique on office, office work culture. Um, again, one of which is largely saying it's kind of bullshit. And, um, but, but, uh, but yeah, and I, like I, I'm leaning more and more <laughs> towards, I just think it, so much of it is facade, you know, so much of it, is and you know some people will say that that's the most important thing. How you present yourself is the most important thing, but like for me, I'm like, no, that's that's a crock of shit. Like how you present yourself, like that's fine and good. It's I, it's it's what you are, what you produce, like what you stand for. That's what's important. When you speak about it in the general sense, 
I agree with you. But think about it if you were weren't an employee of somebody, but rather self-employed. Um, and I'm sure we all know people that are self-employed, run their own business, and that you know part of what they do, you know, it depends on like repeat business or it depends on people communicating to other people that oh, I recommend this person for this job. And and so remembering remembering those things in order to be a professional, so wording things appropriately, treating people with the utmost respect, getting things done on time, does actually matter in that context. And I think I think when you get like in sort of an organization, there's always this sort of group think, and there's always like um, there's always like fitting fitting in and and, and and working within standards, but it also feeling like a dumb little game, like. Like, you know, it's, there's rumor mongering, like, oh, such and so did this and blah, 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 blah. They're not professional. So, like, it can feel really dumb and trite, I think, when you're working in an, in an environment like that. But I think the, the tenets of professionalism becomes very different when you're actually out on your own trying to conduct some kind of business and you want a certain impression made on your customers and stakeholders. Like, I think there's room to say professionalism is a good thing in the right context. But I, but again, I think it comes down because, I mean, the way you described it made me realize that I, I am essentially a small business operator as well as an employee. Uh, I'm a landlord. I own a few places and I, I have five apartments that I rent out to people. Okay. So that's a small business. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and do I do it professionally? Uh, in, in this, like, I'm sure... Any tenant that meets me thinks like, oh, this guy's like some weird hippie Yahoo. I'm very do you uh, cash informal. People, do you cash people's checks on time? Like if I was giving somebody a check and they cashed it like the third week of the month or something like that, I would that would drive me nuts, you know? Like uh, that professionalism in the landlord in, in, the, in practices would be something like that, I would think. It's funny because I do not cash the checks on time often. And, uh, <laughs> but the, the interesting bit about that is that because to me it comes down to like relationships of trust. And, uh, and again, what's important? Is it important that I cash checks on the first? To, to me, it's not. I mean, maybe that seems unprofessional. Um, but I think most of my tenants at this point know that I am a – uh, I'm, a, I'm like I'm a good person. Like if they can't come up with rent and there's like having a personal crisis, I'm not the landlord who's going to act professionally and say, "Here's your walking papers because you owe me rent on the first end of story." I'm not like that, and uh, I have a relationship with these people, and I'm easy going about it. I cash checks when I get around to it, and uh, and uh, I, I when request work done, I do it um, in a usually fairly time. Much more laissez-faire, and I think it's led to good, quite good relationships. And now, mind you, this is like a very small business enterprise. I can understand that if you're especially at the mid-level, you'd like to remove that sense of uh, personal relationship you have with people because maybe it'll get in the way of your bottom line kind of thing. So you've said personal standards of professionalism. You personally don't think that cashing checks on the first day is important, but you do think that if a tenant has an issue, that you need to respond to it within a certain time frame. So if you were if you hired somebody uh, for whatever for your business, you would be telling them they need to respond to tenants' needs quickly. And if they like a tenant called and they took a week to respond, that would in in your mind. It, that would be against your personal code of professionalism. Yeah, I mean, you can call it professionalism, but to me, a lot of that's just sort of mutual respect. It depends what the thing is. You know, it's not like, to me, maybe ultimate professionalism is like we have a landlord tenant relationship, and when they act, do it within 24 hours period and that's not how i operate like if something's an emergency then i then i come and i will do something right away uh if something is like yeah you know uh can you get around to i i'm trying to think of some random thing someone might not like like there's a wiggly thing on the deck i'd be like okay it might take me a couple weeks to go go by and i'll go by at some point and fix it uh but usually i'm I, I communicate with them I, again sounds, getting off topic with professionalism but i feel like like i'm pretty laissez-faire and that that's i don't think i wouldn't describe I, I myself having, as acting any again casual, quote unquote i think having a casual workplace or you know casual um standards in comparison to you know 
other companies is like a fine distinction, but having standards does mean you hold yourself like the fact that customers, that your tenants perceive you as professional does matter on some level. And so like it's a sliding scale and, and Crofton pointed out that you can define things in a number of ways to say what's professional and what isn't. But it, I, it, like, it sounds like you are a professional to me. And, you know, I, I just think that, like you said, there's the distinction between talking about the appearance side of things, like the culture of professionalism versus like the reputation of being a professional and what that means to the people you have relationships with. Yeah, because everybody has some sort of value in in being. They want to be. They want to. If they take pride in their work, they want to be considered a professional in what they do. I think, um, what you know, whatever that is. Unfortunately, we we've reached the point where we've given that word perhaps too much power. Um, I I think though that like when Bo, you mentioned Bo, Mike is a small business owner. We talked about being employees, but I think really the. the the time where I value professionalism the most is when I am uh, the customer. Um, and recently, I've had to deal with a company uh, that will remain named Dell. Um, <laughs> well and, done. Uh, Nicely set up. And uh, it, uh, I ordered a computer online, and they provided an estimated date of delivery. Um, and then when that date came, they sent me no notification whatsoever that the data changed. And then I went online and logged into this page and found out that they had changed the date for two months later, two months for the delivery of a computer, which I thought was egregious. Obviously, I was annoyed. Um, I also found that their their conduct in in notifying me and all that sort of stuff was really not very professional at all they took no no um pride in sort of communicating with the customer or or even showed me a basic amount of courtesy so then uh, i had to contact them through their customer support channels they had tons of sales staff totally available but customer support i was on i was on hold for multiple hours uh, I was in queues. It took took forever, forever to get my situation resolved, um, and and this frustrated me. And I think everybody has an experience where they're really frustrated um, with the way that they're treated with the company. And so, getting back to the appearance of professionalism, so once I've been on hold for two and a half hours or whatever. And, and the person speaks to me, they're very polite. They're very, you know, I'm angry. I'm annoyed at this point. And they're, they're, they're acting polite with me. And again, like there's an appearance of professionalism there. Um, but in the end, they are not able to meet those deliverables and service standards that Bo mentioned originally. And to me, that lacks professionalism. The fact that they didn't notify me, they can be as polite as they want to me on the phone. Um, but they're, the company as a whole has has let me down, and 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 uh, and so I would say that the company ends up looking to me like it lacks professionalism, and and it can be anything from ordering a Big Mac uh, at McDonald's, and like I mean having to wait for a crazy amount of time, and then being treated poorly by the cashier, or it could be you know buying something online. I mean everybody wants a certain degree of professionalism in the way that they're treated. But it's, it, I do think your your example is interesting in the sense because when you were describing it, what it it sounded to to me as you were describing it that um, I mean though professionalism comes into play there, really it sounds like you're having um, an issue dealing with a bureaucracy because that's what Dell's a big organization. They have bureaucratic ways. So and people always feel frustrated dealing with bureaucracies, and so. It's interesting how those things are not compatible because it sounded like the person you spoke to was professional in their personal in their conduct as that representative. They have no say over how you know many representatives there are. All these kinds of things makes the company not look professional. But those are like corporate decisions or bureaucratic processes of how you get through to things. And I mean the same is true of. Um, and, and again, coming back to say, like I work in, in the government, and so do you, Crofton. And, and I would say that again, most people, like I'm, I said I'm not professional. But most people I work with really put on an air of professionalism and take their work seriously. But 
if if you were to take your example and be on the other end of government services, you would have never-ending stories of people describing the government as unprofessional in that sense, of people waiting years to find out about immigration statuses or years to get infrastructure upgrades or things like that. The, the governments would always look unprofessional. But yet, having working within that bureaucracy – most people conduct themselves in what you would describe as a professional manner uh, because those things I think are kind of different. Like bureaucracies always lead to frustration even when the people working within them are acting very professional and all this stuff. But um, in any case, it was was an interesting example, but it's – Okay, like if if you want to debunk the example, which I could contest, but I'm I'm not going to get hung up on it. I I would say that I would say that like getting back to the core of my point, you if you go into a business, a business in which that you um, uh, expect service and you don't get you you show up and there's three employees and they're all talking to each other nobody comes and talks to you uh you need you know you need help you need to chase them down they make it sound like you're hassling them they're like oh okay uh no 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 then they you know more or less send you off in the wrong direction like everybody has these stories like they happen countless times every single day often due to you know employees lacking a certain uh element of professionalism and i would say it's often tied in intrinsically with how much value that they put on themselves and their jobs if you put if you put a lot of value in your work you are much more likely to act professional in it than if you don't give a shit about your work right so I mean, I just I just feel like that's the whole point of being being a a, a professional. I think to a certain to a certain extent. And, and when Bo says you're a professional as a landlord, it's clear like that that you have your standards that you set for yourself as um as a private citizen or a small business owner and and you you know adhere to those standards it's just like for me i value certain things i want to be considered you know somewhat a, a professional at my work but like you said you don't suffer fools i also i also don't and we'll speak to truth tr- to power when appropriate so i think i think it's it's a fine line but i do think that everybody val- wants professionalism when they go into a store and you're meeting somebody face to face. That's what you want. You don't want somebody who's going to be unprofessional. All right. Well, um, I think we got a it's verdict time. We got to bring in. We got to wrap it up there. I think we we can go in circles for a long time. So. I don't think it was circles. We were talking about new stuff. Well, that's yeah, certainly not acting very professional. We, we that's can... not very professional, though. You know what? It's not professional. To talk over the sound. I said murder in the court. That lacking the sound came in. You have to have discipline to be quiet. You weren't quiet. That was lacking professionalism. I would say it's lacking professionalism it to cue the sound after insulting it us. It wasn't a circle. It was a line. We could go on this line forever. Are you happy now? I, I'm I, happier. All right. You, we could go on this line forever. I'm going. I'm going to do. I'm going first because uh, I'm I'm a professional. Um, we're a professional podcast. We don't earn any <laughs> money from doing this yet. We're pretty disciplined about meeting each week and putting out a show. Um, I'd say there's a professionalism to what we do, even though, you know, a certain percentage of the time, you know, any one of us might be sitting in our boxers. You know, we don't we don't look very professional. And the thing that I want to highlight the most in my verdict is the distinction between um, substance, substantive professionalism versus appearing professional. And... I think much ado is made about appearing professional, about doing things in a professional manner, especially when you're an employee in an office space. Um, it can be the source of drama and the source of, um, you know, bad feelings and things like that. Crofton brought up that great point of the guy who looks professional but is anything but. And I think there's a whole culture of people who pride themselves. I'm a professional. Look at me. I'm a professional. I have a briefcase, but I'm an idiot. <laughs> and to me that they they're they're idiots because they don't understand what professionalism is you know you can do your work in in you could be a pornographic star and do your work naked and be more professional than the most uptight i don't know lawyer person in the world because they're crappy at their job but yeah they look good and they you know do all they pray at the altar of professionalism but the fact remains, I think that professionalism gets usurped by people without su- any substance to back it up, and that the tenets of professionalism 
are indeed good and they are indeed worth going after in a meaningful way. And that means making decisions about what you define professionalism as what, what are the things you define as being important as part of professionalism and not what the world tells you and trusting your own judgment and reputation. Ultimately it's your reputation. So those are the things I think you want to think about when it comes to professionalism. So with all that said, I'm going to cast a verdict of good on professionalism. Oh, oh no! How unprofessional! <laughs> I misclicked. My apologies, dear listeners. Wait, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this. I've got the people in place to make the change happen. We're going to get it done right away. I am sorry I have assaulted your ears with an incorrect sound. And you get a bonus one just because of that mistake. Here's your extra one. Thank you very much, listener, for listening to our show. And have a great day. Now I'm going to pass you over to one of our other two wonderful uh, speakers. Mike, do you want to go or do you still? Yeah, whatever. Sure, I'll go. No, I, I, can, I don't mind either. It's that up sounded to like a big load of bullshit that Bo just put on there. And really? talking about our podcast, I feel like podcasts are almost a good example of what – like. So, for example, like professional radio, okay, they always say, listen to us in podcasts. And when you listen to those shows, they're produced like radio. And they're good, they're entertaining, they sound like radio. When you listen to many podcasts, they're a lot more informal, including ours. Uh, and it's not to say that, you know, okay, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step back here and <laughs> restart. So I think that the problem for me with professionalism is it's like it's like an omnibus bill and to explain that to Bo, who knows nothing about politics in our um, in our canadian Can system you here. not make ex- your explanations easy please it's very unprofessional <laughs> so uh, um so basically uh it's like it's like if you're putting a, a bill through parliament <laughs> and it's about one thing you know that's 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 great, but if you group a whole bunch of things together and then jam it through, that's annoying. You know, you've t- taken a bunch of different things that are not. That's what an omnibus bill is in our parliament, where you jam a whole bunch of non-related issues into one thing and put it through. And I think that's kind of what professionalism is. Like there are things when you talk about professionalism, you always talk about other adjectives. You say respect, you know, integrity, um, punctuality, uh, being courteous. Whatever the list could go on, um, and and that's my issue with it because it's like if you talk about you know how rarely I'm rarely people that I talk to face to face. Integrity is of utmost importance to me, uh, but how you define those things? But professionalism has a bunch of other stuff in there, um, and a lot of it for me is superfluous stuff that is about kind of. Uh, fitting into a mold prescribed by somebody else um, and frankly related to things like consumer culture and status uh, and hierarchy and to be fully professional you need to also adopt those things which which for me are bullshit and that's why professionalism and when you hear when you think of the annoying type of professionalism uh, like people who are looking walking the talk and getting deals done or whatever like it just it just reeks of bullshit to me because though there's some good things grouped in there with professionalism, there's a ton of bullshit, a facade of looking a certain way, um, and it's and it really it's no other thing than bullshit for me. Professionalism is, and and again, I'm teasing that out from things like integrity, work ethic. Those things are all great. There's more than that in in when you talk about professionalism. So yeah, verdict is bullshit. I'm sorry, I'm unclear. What was your verdict? <laughs> um, just to uh, reiterate, it was um, bullshit. Oh, that's, that's right. And actually, uh, there was a bit of foreshadowing of this verdict earlier on in the episode. <laughs> there, maybe you caught it by everything you, he said. You may have. <laughs> I, I, I alluded. I alluded to what. Um, what I was, where I was going. If you by alluding, if by alluding you mean sticking a big sign in it, the neon lights, and saying this is the thing, my verdict that I no, I never get. said it. You know, it's just a certain scent in the air. Oh, it yeah. could be seen from space. All um, right, Crofton, get on with it. Be professional already. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's funny because like I honestly, you Mike, you were 
shitting on Bo's verdict right after he did it, as he liked to do after other people delivered their verdict. It's an informal podcast, man. He's so but, unprofessional, um, Mike. But uh, I, I, I find that I, it's kind of interesting because I agree almost 100% with both of you. And I knew that this one for me was one of those ones that I was definitely not going to say bad. And let's let's just say why why it's not bad now. And, and Mike said it's a loaded word. Like this is a loaded term that's used in, in, in different manners. But inherently um, it comprises a lot of stuff. Some of the stuff is like integrity and and then there's there's other stuff that is less less good necessarily, but generally it's a po- it's a positive, and and it's turned around and used often as a negative by saying you lack professionalism or you could you know oh you could be more professional in this regard, like I'm I, I'm totally torn here, and this is one almost where I'm making up my verdict on the fly because I agree with everything that Bo said about like how how everybody has in standards of what they what they consider professional for themselves and how they deliver their job and if you know if if they care about what they're doing they're trying to do it in the best way possible and the uh, the term professionalism can can capture that um and what they want from other people when they when they be it, when you go into a store or you're seeking service you want to be treated professionally you don't want it to be treated poorly or like a Joe Schmo but I agree also 100% with what Mike is saying which is that there's it, it's used in such a way uh, to control people uh, to make people uh, feel badly about themselves it's often an ill-defined term uh, attack dependent on what the nature of the business is um and it's loaded. It's a loaded. Ter- it's a loaded term, and because of that, like I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to agree with Mike on this. And I'm trying to move away from bullshit because I use it all the time, and sometimes I feel like it's a cop out. But in this in this case, I really do think that uh, that because of the loaded nature of professionalism, because of the fact that it can mean so many different things to so many different people, and can be used in so many different ways, and that it's so muddy. Um, I'm going to have to go and say uh, and agree with Mike and say it's bullshit. Hmm, not very professional, not standing on your own two feet there and just co-opting what? Mike's response. I think no, he was I, pretty professional. I, I listened to both of you. I took, I took both of your your feedback. Both of you made great points. I, Unfortunately, I, you're, you're only one of us problem. was right. <laughs> Bo. <laughs> that lack of How's that for professional? uh well i gotta say also here's one little tidbit i think it's hard to be professional and funny like people who are unprofessional are always the most funny people in workplaces well i i would say that uh, you truly have lived up to your reputation today as Raphael. um (laughs) holy crap shittiest weapon for sure yeah Things. Definitely did. Raphael like is with rude. Two other sticks. He, he does not care about professionalism. Now, if you want to <laughs> let us know what Ninja Turtle you would be, uh, or if you want to hear more from us, please visit our website, goodbadbull.com. That is where we house all our podcasts. It's like a little – it's like the sewers where the Ninja Turtles live, except it's where our podcasts live. And uh, you can uh, you can view last – I think with surfing and we cover topics as varied as uh, I think we did uh, euthanasia one time. That was a feel good one. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Good Bad Bull. Uh, you can subscribe. We hope you do on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Um, we would love it if you gave us a review, maybe a little comment saying how amazing we are. Five stars, preferably. But we take anything at this point. Um, you can. We got a Facebook. Uh, we're Good Bad Bull is on Facebook as well. Give throw us your likes. Um, you can email us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. If you have any topics you want us to fuel the random topic generator with, we would love uh, to to get them. Maybe like anchovies on your pizza or something. Um, that's nasty. Uh, and, uh, yeah, gentlemen, so uh, if they want to reach you individually and learn more and get professionally responded to in a prompt and courteous way, um, Mike... Raphael, where can they reach you? Uh, You can't can't reach me when I don't want to be reached. How's that for professionalism? On the Twitter. Fuck you, listeners. (laughs) 
<laughs> now I want, I'm trying, like, I'm, you're, you're like egging me on to be rude because I'm like, man, professionalism is bullshit. Again, not the same thing as integrity or respect or just, all these other you things. You just like dissenting. You just have a, you've got a psychological problem when it comes to conformity. You know you what can, they call that? There's there's a um, uh, oppositional defiant disorder is yeah, a thing. Yeah, that sounds like what that you have. No, nah, I don't think I have that. You can reach him at <laughs> ML Hodgins yeah. on Twitter. Anyways, it, Mr. Unprofessional, it, some other people need a turn to tell the people. Yeah, yes. Time. All right. So next, um, Bo, uh, Michelangelo, where can people hear more from you? Cowabunga, dude. Thanks. Thanks, Crofton. People want to find out what I'm up to, you can follow me at Bo Schwartz. I do a couple other shows, including a video game show with Crofton called The Exclamation Mark at exmpodcast.com. And I do a Heroes of the Storm podcast, heroesof4u.com. Uh, that's not the number four, it's the word for F O R, uh, heroesforyou.com. All right, and yeah, that's where you can find me doing stuff. Sweet. And you can follow me at Crofton Steers. On Twitter, and I do the exclamation mark as well. Thanks for plugging that there, Bo. Well, gents, another professional episode in the can. <laughs> please, please, if you will, tell me, let's say, Mike, what is your most annoying story with regards to either the use of the word professionalism or being professional? And there's got to be him? something that grinds your turn. gears. I'm not going to get a turn because you started with him now. Maybe I should start with Bo then. Uh, Bo no, you know what? I, I, well, no, you start with me. I'll just say that I find this whole show, like like this whole episode, I feel like I have been like an asshole. And I feel bad. I feel bad about myself now because I because now I'm like not. I don't feel professional. Like, nor do I initially want to be. I've got a anyways. Good, I've got a good story about a professionalism. Though. Yeah, you go go, go with Bo. Right, I wanna... So I went to I went to a ma- okay. So I played I played Magic the Gathering in the past, and I went to a. Magic the Gathering pre-release. It was like 60 or more some odd nerds getting together to play, you know, trading card game competitively. And the judge there... He's eligible. So, so Magic, Wizards of the Coast, has licensed judges. You have to go through testing to become a level 5 tournament judge. And it's a big deal in the community. You have to earn it. They're not giving out uh, just to anybody. Wow. But the judge that showed up... He had a, like a Foot Locker referee shirt, like you know, umpires and like foot baseball or you know, people in linesmen in football. He had a shirt like that in, covered in mustard stains. It was the most stereotypical nerd thing ever, and it's not like he wasn't a skinny guy, so it was like a stretched shirt covered in mud. That was not professional. The shirt was professional. Coming to a Magic the Gathering tournament with your referee shirt covered in yellow mustard. Not one yellow mustard stain. Covered in yellow mustard stain. Um, I was very embarrassed for him. It's funny because you saying that. I'm just like, but how were his calls? Like, was he down the line? Was he... Be fair. That's what matters, I, I, man. Bo, you're all about appearances. Look. Crofton, what do you, what's your story, Crofton? My my story of, of professionalism? Look, I'll say it's... It, uh, there's one that's recently in my mind. Uh, my oh, this past weekend, my wife and I were out at the diner, and we were listening to these these two girls, and they were talking about somebody at work. Like they were sitting at the table next to us. Of course, my wife and I are so tired all the time raising a child that we can barely summon the energy to converse with each other. Um, but but we definitely were eavesdropping on this this couple, and uh, they were just talking about some guy, and they just kept bitching about him. But really, instead of like kind of making actual complaints, they kept just saying over and over how unprofessional he was and how he lacked professionalism. And oh God, he's he's just the most annoying guy. He he just like like the other day we were at this meeting and he was just totally impro- unprofessional. And I'm like, what did he do? I'm like, I don't even understand what you're saying to me right now. Of course they weren't talking to me and they told me to leave them alone and to stop looking at them. But, but I, I forget where I was going with this story. Bottom line is like a creep in it at the end. <laughs> I'm like, Stop looking at us. They were, they were annoying uh, in the fact that they were over relying on the word and the term professional and professionalism to the detriment of what he actually how you, did. How do you know? Because you don't know everything he did. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. They should have, 
So they probably have already had that conversation, and they're not like, for the benefit of eavesdroppers, let's recap the list of things. But no, I mean, it it comes back to this whole thing being a term that has too much implied with it, because like, he's so unprofessional. Was he dressed like a total slob? He's so unprofessional. Was he disrespectful to someone in in the comments he made? He was so unprofessional. Did he not have his materials ready? He was so unprofessional. Did he show up late? There's all these things that could be that was they could say. Unprofessional. Did he put a personal political statement up on Facebook? <laughs> that's. I think that's that's was, that's integrity. Was he so unprofessional? Was he licking somebody's face in the meeting? I haven't done that one. See, that's like harassment. Yeah, but it's unprofessional too. Right, exactly. But it doesn't even count as unprofessional because when it falls into like the inappropriateness pool, it's just another. But the point being is that if you have to use if you if you have to use unprofessional, is that the only word you can think of to describe someone? You probably need to think a little deeper about what it is that's about them that's the problem. This episode was not our most professional. (laughs) (laughs) I had fun. My live stream. (laughs) That's my job to say my live stream. Stop stop being. Well, you're not acting very professional about it. (laughs) I had to do it for you. Yeah, I know. That's very presumptuous. Uh, Crofton, what are you doing? Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.